Good morning and welcome back to Tech Coffee Mornings. I am joined today by the King of Known What's Hot by now. It is Dave from the Scoville Couple. Hey. And today we're going to be approaching on quite a few different topics. Uh, do you want to run through the ones that you've found? Uh, I'd like to kick off first with something that's actually quite interesting. I read in a magazine the other day, Lord of the Rings Online. Uh, apparently they're actually looking at doing a revival that's due this year. Right, okay. So what are they planning on doing with that? Uh, well, they've been saying that they've... Uh, the developer Daybreaker, which are the ones that are in charge of the development at present, are promising modernised visuals and upgrades to key game systems. I haven't really said too much about what they're planning on doing yet, but... No. It's definitely one to keep an eye on. Hmm, that does sound quite interesting. Because, yeah, because Lord of the Rings Online for a long time became quite dead because the graphics are so outdated. Yeah. And the game feels quite clunky to play. Well, yeah, definitely. And it, it's interesting that they've decided to bring it back after quite I mean, it was originally released in, what, 2007? Yeah. So you're talking it's been out for quite a, it was out for quite a while. It does make you wonder if the main reason they're reviving it is because of the new Lord of the Rings Amazon series that's coming out very soon. It could well be. Trying to uh, bump up. Trying to jump on the bandwagon a little. Exactly. Whilst it's all going to be so popular again. That was the... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So it... Because apparently they're also planning on bringing it to uh, next-gen consoles as well. That'd be quite interesting. Alongside uh, DC Universe Online, which they, they break also, mate. Mm. I mean, that's the main thing with DC Universe Online. It was very much... Uh, you, it was very pay-to-win, wasn't it? Yeah. Sort of, to have anything really good, you have to pay out quite a lot of money in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you are right, actually. I've just found a bit here. It says, uh, Daybreak said that they're planning visual and technical updates for Lord of the Rings Online for PC and next-gen consoles in order to capitalise on Amazon's highly publicised large investment in wow. Lord of the Rings TV series. And so that's the thing. That is where I am now a little bit dubious about, because is it actually going to be that good, or are they going to focus a lot on just getting enough so that they can jump on this bandwagon? Yeah, it says the update is planned for some time in 2022, and while a visual up upgrade for Lord of the Rings Online seems like a natural step to take, translating its traditional style MMO gameplay for consoles sounds like a huge undertaking. Mm. Even if the game uh, does get buoyed by the potential popularity of the Lord of the Rings TV show. I mean, that's the thing. If you look what they now would have to go up against, we have obviously um, World of Warcraft has their new expansion. And since Lord of the Rings Online came out, how you people generally play MMOs have completely changed. They're a lot more yeah. free now. They're a lot more do what you like. The story doesn't well, really I mean, matter. I mean, to, to compare their two titles, it says here that uh, the presentation that Daybreak did uh, last month announced that they have 108,000 monthly active users on Lord of the Rings Online with 41,000 subscribers. 
Mm. Compare that to DC Universe Online, which is 419,000 monthly active players and 40,000 subscribers. So they do have more subscribers on Lord of the Rings Online than what they do on DC Universe Online. Yeah. But there are a lot more players playing DC Universe Online than there are Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's the thing. And if you just compare that to World of Warcraft's count as of 2020, which is 4.88 million, it shows just how small that game is at the moment. Yeah. But I'm wondering if a lot of that's potentially because of the other stories that get out of into the media about stuff like Wild Warcraft, for example, when you get the reports of people that have been selling gold and stuff through it and selling characters and mm. in-game items for real money, that might be boosting their figures up because it's people that are thinking, oh, well, you know, I want to jump on that too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it hasn't happened in the other games, but I haven't personally heard of it. No. Of any sort of real-world trading happening in Lord of the Rings Online or indeed DC Universe Online. I mean, that's one of the main things. Because, yeah, because obviously World of Warcraft with their auction house system and everything else makes does make it quite easy to do that. Um, and obviously where how popular the game is is why that one became so so popular for people to do all these gold farming and stuff on. Yeah. Definitely. Whilst we're on the subject of uh, gaming, hmm. so there is a few more topics to, to mention on gaming, but I must admit, so far, the calendar just seems incredibly bleak for new game releases. Um, I mean, we have Hitman 3 coming out on the 20th of January. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Yakuza 6 is finally coming to PC on the 25th of March. But there's no, there's no other real big hitters announcing games at the moment. No. And I mean, that's the thing. If you actually go through the gaming news at the moment, a lot of it is, I played this game that came out years ago, and I played this, and... Yeah. There's a lot of um, sort of reworking games that have already been out, but new games does seem to be a little bit scarce this year. Yeah, I mean, there are there are bits that are, are the ones that are planned, that are talked about. I think the only other one that I know of that's coming out, that's due to come out this year, is uh, Amazon have got a game coming out called New World, mm. uh, which is it's currently planned to be launched in the spring of 2021. However, yeah. take that with a pinch of salt because it was originally slated for release in May and then August last year. Oh, exactly. Um, but apparently feedback from beta testers has pushed it back and they've keep pushing, you know, they've pushed it back twice already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the main things that concerns me is we just stepped into obviously a new generation of consoles. Yeah. But, I mean, yes, I've seen a few PlayStation exclusives that have been announced, but I haven't really seen anything PC-wise. No. Although, uh, literally about 20 minutes ago, Ubisoft announced that they're working on a, an open-world Star Wars game. Yes, I have briefed over that bit. Let's see what details we can find out about that whilst we're here. I mean, it's from what I can see, it's it's got some good credentials already. It's, so it's been worked on by Massive Entertainment, who developed uh, the Division of Division Two. Hmm. 
the creative director is going to be Julian uh, Geraiti, mm-hmm. who was the director of Division 2 and the crew, which are both good, big multiplayer online games. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's going to be using massive Snowdrop engine, which should hopefully mean multiplayer, but I don't know. We can only hope. Also, um, Bethesda have actually announced a Indiana Jones game as well. Okay. I don't think there's been an Indiana Jones game for quite some time. There hasn't been. But the thing I'm getting a bit concerned about, and you look at Bethesda games they've released in the past, I'm Mm. worried if this is going to turn into just a clone of either Tomb Raider or Uncharted. Yeah. See, that's where... I'm in two minds. I mean, I'd love to see another Indiana Jones game, but I like the old point and click Indiana Jones, you know, Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, it has to be an adventure game. It can't be that action-y. No. Um, obviously, this is where they're going to be in a little bit of a sticky point because obviously Uncharted done the adventure well, and then they've mixed it in with the uh, bit of action with like, the shooting, but you do now and again. If Injan yeah. Jones has a gun, it could be very much just a clone of Uncharted. Yeah. And that's going to leave a little bit of a uh, sour taste in the mouth, I think. Exactly, because it seems a little bit convenient, though. See, they've announced this Injan Jones game after obviously, all the Uncharted games have now finished, but an Uncharted movie is coming out. Yeah, that's just it. Um, I think the only other thing we can really discuss in terms of, of gaming before we move on to more sort of tech-based things is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, the uh, most slated game release of uh, recent months. Yeah, I mean, I I brought it through um, GOG mm. using the uh, GOG Galaxy Launcher. And I've not actually had any sort of game-breaking bugs or anything like that. I've actually thoroughly enjoyed the game. Oh. Uh, but you do see a lot everywhere where it's saying, you know, it's the most disappointing video game to come out and all you know, of its time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I was... and I... Oh, God. Obviously, a lot of that is from consoles is obviously the, the consoles that or PS4 and Xbox One's had I mean some of the next gen consoles are having issues playing the game but on PC well, I don't think we really had any of those issues show up no no I haven't experienced anything I mean I was recommended to get it on PC by a, a colleague of mine who his exact words were, it's a great game, but make sure you get it on PC, because if you get it on current gen, it's not worth playing. Yeah. So I immediately went straight for PC. Oh yeah, definitely. I've had, no, I've had no trouble with it, and it's a, a thoroughly enjoyable game. Yeah. Um, and also, have you heard about the multiplayer mode that's apparently coming out? I've heard mixed bits about that, because I've... I've one of the rumours that I've heard is that they're talking about doing it as a standalone game. That's one thing that were bounced around for a while. One thing that apparently has been leaked is they will have GTA Online style heists. Okay. Which could be quite interesting. 
because obviously G-Town line is losing popularity because of all the issues with griefers and cheaters modders. Yeah. Um, I mean, I should have probably done a video on it because I've seen where then Rockstar aren't even replying to people they're reporting anymore. Well, they're, they're, all they're interested in is the money, isn't it? I mean, apparently they've made half a billion dollars a year out of GTA Online. Yeah, exactly. And they're going the same route they've done with Red Dead Online with um, GTA Online. It's going to be its own standalone game soon. Yeah. Which, in some ways, I'm hoping whilst they do that, they fix the issue with the mods. Oops, I, I don't see that happening. Really. I don't. But I think because obviously the mods are to do with the fact that they've managed to port over the mods they have for the story mode into online. Yeah. But Rockstar just doesn't seem that interested in actually improving the game at all. Yeah. I suppose whilst we are on the topic of disappointments, um, have you heard about the Microsoft Surface Pro 7 Plus? Yes. With them uh, putting in... Yeah, yeah, yeah you're only allowed to buy it if you're a business or a school. Yeah, exactly. Which then also putting in such good things like the removable SSD. Yeah. So they've given features that people have been asking about for years. But they just yeah. haven't given them to the general public. Which I think does suck. It does. Um, and a lot of people will move away from it because there's a lot of these other tablets out there that are Windows based. Mm. Um, you know, especially back to Microsoft is losing at the moment because they don't have obviously what Apple just done with their new M1 chip. Yeah. Because although Apple have been disappointing me lately, their their phones have they've not done enough to warrant buying the next phone. Hmm. I mean, I've had every iPhone as you know since the very first one, um, and I've just recently, instead of opting for the iPhone 12, I've sold my 11 Pro. Hmm. I had the uh, the 512 gig 11 Pro Max. Yeah, and I've now opted for the Google Pixel 4 XL, and I actually think it's a much better phone. It probably is. I mean, a lot of the stuff with Apple is they are going more for that prosumer look now. Where if you are obviously, you know, doing big content creation, you have an iMac, you have a MacBook, it makes sense to have the iPad and the iPhone because everything syncs together then. But yeah. unless you have all of those things, you know, you're not really getting the full benefit out of them. No. No, that's just it. Um, I just found out one more thing about Cyberpunk 27's multiplayer mode, which does give me a bit of hope. Apparently, right. it's going to be doing a P2P connection. Okay. So there wouldn't be these big central servers which people can obviously get into and do the mods on because it would just be like if me and you played together, it would be me connecting to you. Yeah. Okay, well, that could be better. So it's one of the main things you should like, just the amount of griefers as well. If you, even if you ignore the cheats and the mods. Yeah. You know, the, like the business stuff, you have to do that in an open session. 
Yeah. And you can't do it because everyone's just going to kill you. Yeah. And not even really to stop, to, you know, take the bit and make the money themselves. They just kill you because you're there. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the other things, have you heard about um, Sony's new video drone? No. I mean, I definitely wouldn't buy because they've taken on DJI with having their own video camera drone. Right. Um, their one, rather than having our DJI have with their own camera module built onto it, mm. you put a Sony Alpha mirrorless camera on the bottom of the drone. Okay. Which, you know, would be great for its picture and video quality. Yeah. But... If you crash that, you're probably looking at the best part of 10,000. It is a very expensive crash, isn't it? Exactly. You know, the drone's going to cost a few thousand. But the camera and a decent lens will either cost three, four thousand. Yeah. Definitely. On the subject of that expensive gadgets. Go ahead. Have you heard of that new Mercedes that they're planning to release in the UQS? I haven't, no. So... It's basically it's their, it's their luxury electric sedan, um, hmm. and they're giving it what they call the Mercedes-Benz Hyperscreen, right. which is basically a 56-inch touchscreen that is your whole dash. Wow. Um, now, for me, it's... I don't know. The, the, the tech guy and me loves the fact that it's a great big touchscreen mm. but then the rest of me thinks well you know when we've got we're being told it's on a daily basis that it's so dangerous to use your phone behind the wheel and then they're basically turning your car into a great big phone screen oh exactly I mean yeah the tech side of it is very very intriguing but it's it's okay for the fact that obviously you still have I see you still have a digital dash right in front of you but you'll never yeah. be able to use any other controls no at least like in a sort of modern or more classic car you just reach if you want to change the volume you reach for the dial yeah you guess when you know it by feel don't you yeah, exactly. And you you won't have that. I mean, they they are doing bits in terms of having um, it's got basically twelve actuators just underneath the touchscreen surface mm. to provide the haptic feedback. But is that really going to be enough? No, that would just give you the fear, and you're clicking on something. It wouldn't tell you where you are. So you would have to look away from the road to operate. Yeah. Or you could try to change your temperature and end up burning your backside with the heated seats yeah I mean I think the only way that they can really do this is to ensure that they lock everything off when you go above a certain speed yeah yeah definitely yeah um it's on a similar subject also with obviously Tesla you can actually have Netflix running on the screen in a Tesla yeah which again I think they should lock out so it's only if you're stationary yeah so otherwise that's just a huge distraction isn't it you know you have your favourite show on in the car 
Yeah, that's just it. And I mean, I just think it's it's taking things a step too far. I mean, I've got a an Android head unit in my car. Mm. I fire up Waze, I link my Amazon music onto it, and then I don't even look at it. Yeah. Once I start driving, I don't look at it. So for me, I mean, my my car's got a whole load of fancy options on my head unit that I can do. I can do all that tire pressure monitoring system. Um, I can do my emails and etc. on it if I so wished. Hmm. But none of that I would do whilst I'm driving. No, exactly. You... And now, you know, if I'm pulled over like I do when I set the sat-nav, etc. up, well, then any anything like Netflix and stuff I can do on my phone. So I don't need the car to have that ability to do it for me. Hmm. And I think until such times as they have full autonomous control, so that they can enable those features while, you know, as an entertainment for your journey whilst you're waiting for the car to drive you there. Yeah. I really don't think it's wise. No, definitely not, because all you're doing there is you're giving people another possible distraction that at the moment isn't illegal. Yeah. Um. Also, have you heard what WhatsApp's new privacy policy has been like this week? Yes, apparently it doesn't actually affect us at the moment. Um, it doesn't affect anyone in the EU or the UK. Because hmm. um, obviously I have now left the EU, officially. Yes. Um, but it's basically that all of your data gets provided to Facebook, including access to things like uh, your battery level, mm-hmm. your phone number, your um, contact list. Yep. Um, and your recent browsing history. Yes. And also, you know, you can share your location. Like last time you came up to see me, I shared my location with mum. Yeah. Um, well, it can even give them your location because that's one of the things that's running through their service. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's why I'm actually looking at switching over to Signal. That's why I've been looking as well, yes, because it's obviously owned by a not profit organization. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, they have. Uh, end-to-end encryption so not even signal themselves can actually see what you've got on there mm. um, it's been endorsed by the likes of you know, Snowden for example yeah um, Elon Musk has been quite lately saying you know with the way that WhatsApp is being um, and particularly with all of the the big tech companies at the moment uh, particularly in America obviously fighting over this stuff with Trump and Kind of banning apps off their platforms and all the rest of it, mm. switching to someone that, to a, a service that's not owned by one of the big corporations mm. is definitely looking more advantageous. I mean, the thing is, Facebook really, really been messing up recently because they've obviously with the Oculus Quest 2, you have to link it to your Facebook account. Yeah. Um, but they've even put in there now usage information goes back to Facebook. Yeah. So it's literally like 
it's almost like Skynet at this point. They're trying to get all the information so they have total control. Yeah. Just, I was I was going to liken it to something else, but the same sort of thing. We watched um, the third Johnny English movie mm. the other night. It was a similar sort of thing. And there, there was one guy who, and he's basically modelled after Zuckerberg, and he takes over the whole the whole country it's like in um fate of the furious where they have um obviously cypher yeah with the way they obviously cypher can control everything because everything goes digital and when you look at how many sort of hacking bits are going on at the moment it does scare you a little when these companies are asking for more and more information and more and more access yeah Um, I think the other big thing, obviously, it's been going on for months, obviously, all the scalping. But um, EVGA and Zotac have now actually increased the prices for their 30 series graphics cards. Oh, really? Um, EVGA, not as badly. Yeah. Um, EVGAs, I mean, they go that their price hike isn't drastic because it's only $70. Mm on most cards which to a lot of people are still a lot of money yeah but, um, Zotac on the other hand so the, for example the base 30 series RTX card you can get is the 3060 Ti yeah um, their base card used to be $440 um, you now have to pay $530 for that card it's nuts isn't it Say it's, I think it's a mixture of uh, scalpers. Obviously, the, apparently there's been a another big rise in uh, the values of uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Hmm. And it's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon for. Which I mean, we tried looking into mining ourselves before, and it, it's really not profitable. No, it's not. Although there is that one person who is making a lot of money at the moment. Have you seen the person that has? They managed to buy, I think it was something like 30 RTX 30 series cards. No. So they used the scalper software and they brought up a load of um bits. Let me just bring it up. You go 78, 3080s they use. Right. Um so they make 154,000 a year, so they'll turn a profit in around 10 months. Yeah. But the thing is that they use the scalping software so they could get those. Yeah. Um, I mean, this happens year after year. And it's almost like everyone's unprepared when they release hardware. Because, I mean, Sony with the PlayStation 5, I mean, they still can't get any stock back in. No. The Xbox Series X, you still can't buy. You still can't get stock for it. Yeah, that's just it. Uh, um, and the, I mean, to top it all off, what doesn't help is, uh, did you hear about the MSI heist? I didn't know. So in China, they obviously they have a factory for actually making the uh, MSI's RTX 3090 graphics cards. Hmm. Um, and last month, uh, one of their factories got broken into and they nicked $340,000 worth of RTX 3090 graphics cards. Hmm. Which um, 
apparently they're, they're basing that figure on the actual retail rather than obviously the, the scalpers price so as opposed to it being uh, 10 graphics cards at the, the current prices we're seeing on rise of facebook marketplace etc hmm. uh, there was actually more of it msi stated that apparently 40 boxes of rtx 3090 graphics cards were affected um but the so they have a combined value of $336,500 or in all that was taken. Um, which I'm basing that off, you know, with that information based on the fact that the, the MSI cards were supposed to be retailing about $1,500. Hmm. And you're looking at you know, around like 150, maybe 200 GPUs yeah. that, were, that were all stolen. Uh, which of course is gonna have a huge impact oh yeah definitely although msi have um obviously we're in the news back in october i don't know if you heard about was the one of their subsidiary companies yeah. um they have a subsidiary company called starlight partner who deal with their sort of they refer them with selling their refurbished goods right um, but they managed to apparently buy a system error, get their hands on some RTX 3080 and 3090 cards that were brand new. Okay. And were selling on them on eBay at a scalper's price. Oh. So one of MSI's actually owned subsidiary companies was actually doing the scalping and was actually inflating yeah. the price. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, apparently MSI are actually offering a reward to anyone who knows any information on their heights of uh, $15,000. Jesus, I'd love that money. Yeah. And they're, they're offering uh, clemency to any participant in the theft, provided that they help to locate the stolen items. Hmm. I mean... The thing is, it's getting bad, and the thing that doesn't help it is where people are still buying them at the scalper's price. Yeah. So obviously, whilst we're buying them at their price, they they can set whatever price they like. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, as you say, with people buying them at that sort of prices, mm. I mean that's why this heist has happened. I mean, you think about it. If we go with the, the two hundred figure and say there was two hundred RTX thirty nineties. Hmm. in there I mean if you have a look on eBay now they go for around $2,500 yeah so you're talking 200 lots of $2,500 you're looking at 500,000 dollars half a million yeah dollars worth of equipment that they've managed to steal but then also if you look at the original price it's almost half of that because they're like bumped up at like a thousand dollars at the moment yeah yeah, exactly. And the thing that always surprised me when you see people, they post up online how happy they are, they managed to buy one, and I'm there just thinking, you just overpaid for that because it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. I would much rather wait. You know, wait for cryptocurrency to crash again. Hmm. And then no one wants to mine it and etc etc and we will all you know graphics cards will become cheap again because they'll have infinite stock 
Oh, exactly. I mean, even the RTX 20 series has actually been unavailable for a little while now, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, although I did find out something quite interesting. I went on um, CCL the other day. Yeah. Um, they actually have an RTX 2060 Plus. Okay. It's in stock. They have only quite a bit of stock of it at the moment. Um, it's by a brand I haven't really heard of, though. They're called KFA2. No, I must have never heard of them. Yeah, they're selling them for £400. Okay. Which is quite interesting. So from what I've seen, I went on this KFA2's website, mm. and they seem to... They haven't made a 30 series card yet. Their cards ended the 20 series. Yeah. So they seem to obviously get a bit late to the party, but then they seem to be able to supply and stock these graphics cards. <coughs> yeah. I mean, it's the thing, like, if you don't really need the, the latest 30 series card, you could easily get away with that 2060. Yeah. I mean, geez, I mean, what, me and you are both currently running RX 570 8 gig cards, aren't we? Is it 570 or 470? It's uh, 570, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let me have a look. Oh, yep, yep, you're right, 570. Let's just have a look. When was that card released? So, our cards. So our cards released in second quarter of 2017. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, there's a few bits that don't work well, so we can't play 4K. Yeah. But for general 1080p gaming, it works perfectly fine. I haven't found any real issues with it. No. And, I mean, you know, we're a couple of generations behind now, because obviously... Um, you now have the uh, the Radeon 5000 and 6000 series. Yeah. Obviously, they're flagship cards, and we can still play them, but, so you don't really need these new cards. No. That's exactly it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, so I'm actually just having a look at the a comparison now on that KFA2. Hmm. And... The benchmark effective speed is a 96% increase. Hmm. On that other card for a £400 card. Oh, exactly. And I mean, that card should easily, I reckon that card. You there? I'm back. Oh. I was just saying, I'd be highly surprised if it can't do 4K gaming. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, but you know, there you go. So if you really want to get a new graphics card at the moment, RTX 2060, you can get 400 quid. And it's brand new. You're not buying something someone else has already had. You're not buying something which potentially doesn't work. Well, that's just it. I mean, I've... When I was looking at building up new machines recently, I saw a whole load of graphics cards, reasonably cheap, going on, uh, you know, like eBay, 
Facebook Marketplace or that sort of thing. But the worry with used graphics cards for me is you don't know if they've been on that overclocked about used for mining, etc. So I always prefer to buy my graphics cards new. So what I was saying was, obviously in my opinion, we should, you know, if you're going to overclock a graphics card, you really want to water cool it first. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's the thing, I won't even buy used CPUs that often because you don't know what's been done to it. No, exactly. That's always the trouble, isn't it? Hmm. I'd much rather buy core components like that brand new hmm. i mean one of the funniest things i found to do recently is look on ebay for gaming pcs under buy now right here we go i'll read this one out this is called the listing title is fast gaming pc computer bundle intel quad core i5 sizzling giga ram one terabyte hard drive right it's 350 quid Exactly. What i5 is it? Second gen. But that's slow. Yeah, and it's got and it's graphics cards GT710. Yeah. And that's like an office PC. Exactly, and it comes with a keyboard, mouse, and a screen. The screen's yeah. a 19 inch refurbished TFT panel. That is nuts, isn't it? And people are actually buying these. I mean, they sold four yesterday. They sold 12 the day before. Mm. And I mean, those PCs are so old. I wouldn't, you can't really play anything on there. Yeah. You know, if you're going to play something like Fortnite, you might get away with it. But with that graphics card, especially in online, if you have a lot of action going on, that's going to start lagging. Yeah, definitely. Oh wow, I just found one even better. Yeah? Yeah, they're doing one which has two monitors. Okay. Um, go down to the specs of this, this is funny. Again, a GT710 2 gig card. Um, only eight gig of RAM in this one, but they give you two of those 19-inch screens. Sure. Um, and the compute system itself is one of those old Dell small form factor. Yeah, people don't seem to have much of a clue, do they? They don't. But the thing is, obviously, for people that aren't sort of gamers themselves. They're not going to know when they buy that, that that card is useless, that the CPU is so old. Yeah. You, you take on face value. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah.
course, your Apple are now doubling down on um, building a learning hub for app developers in Atlanta. Right, okay. But I don't really think we need that many more app developers at the moment. It's one of those jobs where, well, for the last about four years, it was said that, you know, IT professionals were in high demand, programmers were in high demand. Yeah. But how many do you know that are currently, you know, they are qualified, but they're jobless at the moment? Yeah, loads. I mean, it was the same that happened a few years back, wasn't it? When um, we really needed um, nurses and doctors. Yeah. And then obviously everyone went to medical school because they were promised this really nice pay back here. And by the time they finished medical school, they don't need them anymore. Yeah, that's just it. As a. I think really until COVID turns out the cheek and disappears, we're going to be in this sort of situation for a while, aren't we? Oh, exactly. I mean, whilst COVID has been brought up, have you heard that ASDA want to start being a vaccination centre? Yes. Also, so is my employer. Oh, really? Well, that's rather interesting. Yes, so you can now not only place your bet, mm. but you can also... Uh, get vaccinated well you can't place a better model unless you do it online at the moment but hmm. you can get yourself vaccinated I mean I just really don't understand something this because from what I've heard about the vaccine you have to keep it cold um, no there's one that you can do from room temperature I believe oh is that the um, Oxford one uh, I can't remember which one it was called but yeah so I know the um, the Pifta one you had to be transported in special trucks and they could only keep it for a certain amount of time. I'll tell you one thing that has seemingly died out quite recently was um, the old single chip on board computers. Yeah, there's not that many going about now, is there? No, I mean, uh, Seed have just announced um, a Beagle 5, which is costs $150 and it's designed to run Linux. Right. Obviously, for the longest time, you had so many competitors to the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Um, even Intel done their own one. Yeah, but there's, they're not that common now. They're not, because I think a lot of it, especially when, obviously, uh, the Pi Foundation released the Pi 4. Yeah. I mean, the price of the Pi 4 for what you get is pretty outstanding, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other things that came out of uh, Virtual CS was the um, new OLED 4K screens, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't hear about that. Yes, they're uh, pushing now for these OLED panels. Okay. So obviously, like what you can do with your smartphone, they'll be able to turn pixels on and off individually. Yeah. Which would improve picture quality quite a lot. Um, and yeah, apparently LG are launching theirs quite soon. Okay. Could be interesting. 
whilst uh, we've been getting ready and then obviously recording this, um, and you have been talking this whole time about uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, two hours ago, Business Insider put up that Bitcoin has fallen below 35,000. Yeah, Caesar is already crashing. There's things, yeah. Obviously, the um, technical analysts at the moment, they're saying this could be either way it surges up to a new record or it will just plummet. Yeah. That's just uh, I think that's all the uh, tech news for me. I think we are drying up on it. Although, I think one of the other things, it was announced before CS. Have you heard about the... I think NEC were doing it. They're doing a new um, Windows tablet. Right. Which looks an awful lot like a Nintendo Switch. Okay. I will post a link down the description. I'm just going to just send the link over to you so you can have a look at this because I think it's a full on ripoff. Yeah, it's a little bit remarkably like a uh, Switch, isn't it? Exactly, even down to the removable controllers. Yeah. The only difference I see is they've got a Windows logo on the front. Yeah. So, this one's called the Vast King. That was one that was announced in 2017, but there's actually somewhere an um, alien way of doing their own one called the UFO. Yeah. And where's this other one? So here we go. Here's the other one. This is one that was announced the seventh of January. So, yes, it does have a keyboard attached. Yep. But when you fold the keyboard back, I mean, those are straight-on Joy-Cons on the side of that. Ugly Joy-Cons, but yes. Very ugly Joy-Cons. They kind of remind me of the... Do you remember the phone grips used to go with the controllers on both sides? Yeah. It reminds me of that. Yeah, it does look a bit like that. Um, I think the last thing to round up the episode... Have you heard about TCL's new tablet technology they're bringing out? No. Um, it's called the Next Paper. It's basically a combination of uh, e-ink panel. Yeah. And your normal sort of screen. So it's a full colour e-ink display but they can actually play videos on it okay that could be interesting i mean all that would be good for will be the battery saving part yeah because obviously when nothing's happening on the screen it's it's off it's off exactly you know if that if they can get it good enough because apparently the moment when you play videos it does stutter a little bit 
Yeah. I mean, if they can get it to refresh quick enough, we could see phones in the next few years with basically e-ink displays. That would be very interesting. But anyway, unless you have anything else to talk about, I think that wraps up this episode. Yeah, no, I've got nothing else. Okay, so we will say bye-bye for now, and we'll see you next time. See ya.